Hey, what's going on, everybody? Welcome to episode eight of the Dave Cast. It is Tuesday, May 8th, and I'm just sitting here in my new podcast studio slash game room that I kind of threw together here in the house, and it's going to be an epic podcast room when I'm done with it, I swear to you. Podcast studio. I call it a podcast room for. Such a noob at this podcast thing, I call it a podcast room. Everybody knows the podcast studio, man. Well, it's like an extra room in our house. So this house is a three-bedroom, two-bath, and you have the two bedrooms at the one end, you have the one master bedroom at the other end, and then you have this huge open room, which it's like a family room. I don't know what you would even call it, but it's huge because you have the regular living room, and then you have this extra room that I'm in right now. I guess it could be considered a dining room maybe, but... If you put in like a 90 degree wall in the one corner and you cornered it off and then put a door, you'd have another room. Well, that's the room I'm in and I'm using that as my podcast studio. We set Davey up in here to play Xbox. We all got to listen to him or we listen to him still. But we all got to watch him play or whatever on the main TV. So people on the main TV can watch regular shit. Then we have a little room over here for what is now my podcast studio, but before it was just kind of a little gaming room or a gaming area. And I'm excited about it. Bailey sitting here next to me in the other chair. What's up, Bailey? You're like my you're like my podcast guest. I almost had my first guest this weekend. Um, this weekend, me and Robin went to Minneapolis. I had some business to take care of there, and then Robin a few weeks back got us some tickets to uh, to go see Brendan Schaub perform stand up comedy. For you guys that don't know, Brendan Schaub is a ex UFC fighter turned podcaster turned stand up comic. Well, I used to fight. And, so, yeah, here's another man crush story, right? This is another one of my man crushes. Besides for Rogan, I think he's number two. And he's he's motivated me. He made me want to do a podcast. And I'm doing it. You know what I mean? So I got to meet him after the show. It was great. Uh, the show he had, it was at the House of Comedy in Mall of America. He had two openers. And he likes to use local openers, which is cool. And I didn't know this. A lot of comedians like to bring a friend or a buddy on the road with them. And that way they can get their buddy some notoriety and some FaceTime, some stage time and things like that, which is cool to help hook your buddy up. But Brendan made a good point. He's like, I like to go and use local people because he gets to meet them and he gets to know, you know, gets to know them and networking. You know what I mean? You can never know enough people if you're trying to become successful at something, you know, in in that business. So if I want to be a podcaster, I've already been out looking for other podcasters in Grand Forks and maybe even Fargo area. And I can sit down on their podcast and they can sit down on mine and we can help promote each other. Like podcasters are weird. Like you don't, you don't see someone, you don't see any podcasters hating on another podcast. They all promote each other. They have each other on each other's podcast to get out the word. Like I've learned about a lot of podcasts just from the people that Rogan has on his podcast. You know, that's how I found out about Brendan Schaub a long time ago. He had Brendan Schaub and Brian Cowan and stuff on his podcast and they talked about the fighter and the kids. So I went and started listening to that. And then Brendan Schaub, you know, started his own MMA podcast. I listened to that. And that is awesome. If you're an MMA podcast, look up Below the Belt with Brendan Schaub. He, his picks on fights are so awesome. He, the way he breaks down fights, the way he, he'll predict, not predict, but he'll say like, I think this person should fight this person. I think it makes the most sense in that division. I think it makes the most sense for the UFC to make money. Uh, logically thinks about stuff and he'll even say like, yeah, this ain't the best fight for that division, but it's, it's, it's an, it could be an awesome fight or it could, 
you know, make make the UFC some money or get a little more notoriety. Not the UFC knows needs notoriety. The UFC is huge. Everybody knows about the UFC. Even if you're not into fighting and stuff, you everybody knows what the UFC is. You know what I mean? And don't call MMA UFC. It's one of my pet one of my huge pet peeves. And people are always like, "Oh, didn't you used to do UFC?" And I go, nah, "The video game." Or did I go watch UFC or do I watch it on TV? Yeah, but I didn't do UFC. I, I do mixed martial arts. I do MMA, you know. I don't do UFC. So if you're one of those people that say, hey, you do UFC, and maybe you're just uneducated, you know what I mean? But just think of it this way. Like if I played in the NFL, you wouldn't walk up to me and be like, hey, man, do you play NFL? You'd be like, you play football or you play basketball or you play hockey. You know what I'm saying? So that's how it is with the fighting. And I get a little that's one of my pet peeves with it or whatever. So don't ever walk up to a guy who fights and say, hey, do you do you UFC? Even if the guy's in the UFC, don't say, hey, do you UFC? It just doesn't sound right. You know what I mean? Hey, man, you're a fighter. Hey, man, you do mixed martial arts. Things like that. Hey, are you're in the UFC? Like, you know what I mean? It's a promotion. It's like you're in it. You know, you're in that organization. So just to set some shit straight. Uh, did I mention we went to Minneapolis this weekend and saw Brennan Shaw? Of course, I already mentioned that. Uh, it was a good trip. It was a budget trip. Thank you, Robin, for everything. She funded the entire trip. She got the tickets and everything. She knew how bad I wanted to see him. Right now, funds, like, with financially, we shouldn't have probably taken a trip. But we're both kind of going crazy with the stress. Like, I, with my issues that's going on with me, like, I'm kind of a crabby asshole sometimes. I'm in pain all the time, and it's just hard for me. And I get frustrated because fucking disability won't pay me, and I'm still dealing with those assholes. And... I just try to keep my mind busy by doing this and other things. Well, Robin puts up with all that, and I so, so much appreciate it. Like, you have no idea, Robin. I thank you so much. And she funded this whole trip to Minneapolis. Yeah, it was a budget trip. We stayed at my brother's, and we bought food. We didn't even go out to eat once. We went to the taco truck a couple times. But there's this taco truck near where my brother lives in Shakopee, and it's amazing. So got there Friday. Stayed at my brother's. I love my brother. So my brother's 28 years old. Richie's younger than me. Uh, we have the same mom, different dads. I grew up in small town, South Dakota. He grew up in Minneapolis. Uh, we're, we're different on so many levels, but then we're the same on so many levels. Like, I love my brother. I love hanging out with him. Yeah, he gets on my nerves sometimes. And whose little brother doesn't, right? And he's got his demons. And he's had a fucking crazy-ass life. And he's still trying to get his shit together. And he will. I know he will. He's just, he's changed a lot. He's grown up a lot in the last five, six years. You know what I mean? So I wanted to have him on here as my first guest. And we sat down and we, I brought my podcast stuff with and we tried to record something and it just didn't, it wasn't coming out right. I wasn't feeling it. And we did it more in the evening. I like to do them in the morning because I wake up, I'm rested. I have the energy. My throat usually isn't like sore horse already. You know what I mean? Which it is starting to get already. But I'm going to keep pushing on here for you guys. Uh, so that was the weekend. Minneapolis, Brennan Schaub was amazing. Getting to meet him. Oh, I got to meet him. He was such a nice guy. And he complimented me on my jacket. And I never dress up. I just knew he's into fashion. And I knew me and Robin don't go out on these little date nights very often. And when we do, we like to dress up a little bit. And it always makes us feel a little more special. And I love when she dresses up. She's so sexy. And me, I'd put a suit top on. Well, I had a jacket on. So I just had jeans and my sneakers and I put a fighter in the kid shirt on with this jacket I got from clearance at JCPenney, and the reason it was on clearance is because it was so fancy, I think, but it was my size perfectly, and I'm kind of a smaller guy, And but it's like this red suit jacket, it's like a red jacket with like a black tint to it, or a tint with a red, black with a red tint, 
So like it looks kind of dark, but then at certain light angles, it looks red. Well, I thought it was a cool ass jacket and it was on clearance. I got it for crazy cheap back in the day and I got to wear it. I think it's the second time I've worn it. I, I wore it one night out Ubering, like I dressed all fancy to Uber one night and I don't know, just messing around with it. But anyway, we got to we dressed up. I got a compliment from him, which was super cool. You know, and maybe he was just lying. Maybe he's saying that, but I don't know. He's into fashion, and what else? So I yeah, we meet him, and I walk up. He's humongous. He's like a giant of a man. And I was like, hey man, I'm just I don't want to say anything stupid or sound dumb. So nervous. I'm looking at him. I'm like, I'm like man, I listened to all your podcasts since day one, and you've been a huge motivation to me. I want to say so many things, but what did I, I don't know. I said, I didn't sound stupid, let's just say that. I, but the only thing that really came out to me was, hey, man, I remember when he, after his last fight, um, Joe Rogan and then some of his buddies sat him down and told him that maybe it was time for him to hang up the fight game and get into podcasting and stand up. And they, I think they knew he was going to be successful at that, successful at that, so they pushed him to do that instead of fighting and getting head trauma and stuff. And when all that was going down, they had him on a podcast and they were talking to him about it, you know, and I, I listened to that podcast and I took it to heart. You know, they were talking about, you know, if you, if you're not a hundred percent in on fighting, then you shouldn't be fighting. You know what I mean? Like it's a, it's a sport where you could get a hurt really bad. You get brain trauma and you're going to fight a guy that is a hundred percent in and it's not going to be good for you. You know what I mean? And you can do a lot of other things in life and fail and get up and go and do it, you know, and try again, you know, and in fighting, you can do that too. But if you do it too many times, you take too many shots, man. Like someday you're going to start stuttering. You're going to start forgetting things like I do. And I don't know why I forget shit. I mean, there's probably a few reasons, but I'm sure all the head trauma over the years doesn't help either, you know? So my memory sucks balls and that's why I got to write down notes and do other things like that. But but I do best when I'm riffing, so that's the big. The, the biggest thing is, I don't want to sit here and have to look at these notes, but I'm kind of crippled to the point where I have the worst memory, so I have to kind of have them to help me a little bit. And at least writing out the notes helps me helps me remember the stuff and kind of gets it in my mind a little bit. So enough with the Minnesota trip. Thank you, Richie and Tiana, for letting us stay at your place. Richie doesn't even listen to my stupid podcast. I was gonna have him on and everything, and he doesn't even listen to it. So maybe he doesn't deserve to be my first podcast guest so richie if you're listening to this about goddamn time you listen to my podcast let's just say that so love him he's my brother from another dad it doesn't rhyme at all like we're brothers with the same mother speaking of my mama uh it is nurse appreciation week so shout out to all the nurses my sister my mother my aunt patty um my cousin chad his wife carrie is a nurse uh, I got cousins that are nurses. My buddy Mike graduates from Northland this Friday out of the nursing program, and he got accepted into the RN program. So congratulations, Mike. You deserve this more than anybody I know. Uh, Mike is my old Air Force buddy, my longest-running best friend, my fishing buddy. And he's had some shitty luck in his life, but he always keeps his head up, and he always stays positive. And he, I'm so happy that he got accepted into this program, and it's what he deserves. He deserves the world. Uh, he's nothing but a good father and just a good dude all around. If I called him up right now, he would show up to help me, and that's just the kind of friend he is, and I appreciate him so much. I hope I have, I'm going to have him on the podcast one day. Maybe he'll be my first guest. I don't know. We will see. Uh, so, yeah, uh, go out and give some nurses some hugs or whatever you got to do. Uh, appreciate them. They are awesome. So. Uh, it is also teacher appreciation week and teachers are awesome too. I think teachers are way underpaid. 
I think they, you know, they have to put up with our kids when we don't, you know, when we send them to school and some of our kids are little assholes. So teachers, we appreciate you. When every time I run into an old teacher that I actually cared about and liked and I thought was a good teacher, I'll tell them that I, that, that, that they had a huge effect on my life and that they, you know, like my wrestling coaches were also teachers. Uh, Mr. Hirsch, Mr. Hadron, shout out to you guys, like changed my life completely. One wrestling changed my life, you know, wrestling made everything in life easier. Basic training was a joke because of, you know, because of wrestling, uh, jujitsu and MMA, you know, having a wrestling base has helped me so much in those things. Like, would I even done those things if I didn't wrestle? Probably not, you know, uh, wrestling's made me better. Those two coaches, which were also teachers of mine, made me a better person and, I appreciate them to this day. I'll, I will never forget some of my teachers. I will never forget my wrestling coaches. You know what I mean? So if you ever see one of your teachers, let them know. Let them know that you appreciate them. Let them know that you, you they changed your life in some weird way or a good way. I don't know. So love the teachers for real. They don't get paid enough. Uh, what else is going on? Last weekend we went to the circus. Uh, I hate the circus, man. I remember going to the circus when I was a little kid, right? It hasn't changed one bit. And maybe that's maybe that's what it's maybe that's the idea. Maybe it's tradition. Uh fuck, come up with some new stuff, man. Like they didn't even have like there's I've seen some pretty cool uh what do you call it? Shows or the really cool acts. Really cool circus acts. You know, last year I had some different acts. Uh, a couple years ago, the lion the tiger guy almost got munched and that would have been interesting. Not that I want to see a guy get hurt or die. But if you're going to climb into a cage with five tigers and one of them eats you, I don't think I'm going to feel bad for you. You know what I mean? I'm going to be like, well, he was in a cage with tigers, right? Well, yeah, okay, well, that's what happens when you get in a cage with tigers. We had a little whip thing, and one of them swiped at him and knocked him on his ass. And then it, like, went to pounce on him, and he saved his ass by, like, whipping the whip at him. And they're all so fucking scared of that whip. And I train dogs and shit, and I think they just make those tigers fear that goddamn whip, you know, to a point where... I don't know. Some of them look like they're pissed off. Some of them look like they don't care. Uh, there's a lot of things revolving around the circus about animal treatment of their elephants and their tigers and whatnot. Uh, there was no bears at this one. I've seen bears. I've seen uh, more horses and donkeys and shit like that. But I don't know. There wasn't much. This year's circus was pretty weak. And I'm not trying to hate on the circus. The Shrine Circus does amazing things for children's organizations, for children's hospitals, things like that. I just hate the goddamn circus. Like... You buy the cheap ass toys. Me and the kids went, and we, I, you know, we buy them snacks. I want them to, I want them to get the whole circus experience. But they've already had it every, every the last year, every year of their life. We go to the damn circus. So this is probably Davy's last year going. Kelsey didn't go. She's too old for that. Um, Robin's kids might go in the next couple years again, but I don't want to go. But I'm sure she'll drag me to it, like she did this year, which is okay. I don't mind going doing stuff with the kids, but fuck the circus. <laughs> Sorry, not a big circus fan anymore. I don't even know if I really was as a kid, you know what I mean? Uh, I've been to shows in Vegas, you know, like the Circus Soleil and all that stuff, and not to take away from the performers, like those people are amazing, jugglers, uh, contortionists, uh, some of the shit these people do with like upper body strength and gymnastics type strength is just insane. It is. They're very talented. They all start, They all keep looking older and there's like less young people, so I wonder if... The circus is probably, like, not a lot of people's career choice anymore because I highly doubt there's a lot of money in the circus, you know. But I'm sure those people have fun doing it. Whatever. Good for them. I'm done. That's my circus rant. I'm sorry. 
Uh, if you like the circus, it's good for you. Take your kids. If your kids love it, it's good for kids. It really is. But it just it hasn't changed in so long, and it seems like a waste of money to me some days. But I mean, they give a lot of tickets away too for free. Like it ain't like you got to pay for your kids to get in. It's just once you're in, the damn snacks and the toys and other shit. Moms, dads, you guys know what I'm talking about. So. There it is. Not trying to hate too bad on the circus. It's like a 50-50 thing with me, you know. They do really good things. Kids are happy watching. Whatever. So we went to the circus. <laughs> Still ranting about it. I can't stop talking about the circus. Uh, what else is going on? Uh, shoot. Sad. On a sad note, Grand Forks was struck by tragedy. Uh, a mother last week shot her, th- shot three of her children and then herself. Obviously, she was struggling from mental illness. I'm not going to talk about this too much. I don't know all the details of really what happened. They released it, you know, or whatever. And obviously, she was mentally ill, struggling financially. No one was, she She probably thought no one was helping her. Uh, she thought, I don't. you know what I mean? And to get to the point where you're so mentally ill and so beaten by life that you take your take three of your children's lives. You know, they were, I believe, 6, 10, and 14 somewhere around those ages, don't quote me on it, you you know what I mean, you have to be, be mentally ill to do that to children, to anybody, to shoot someone else, you have to be mentally ill, not even children, you know, and, and it's sad that that happened, and Grand Forks is a pretty small community, those three children, three of our kids knew one of those, each of those children, you know what I mean, they weren't best friends with them, they weren't good friends with them, you know, my kids are doing okay after all this, and we've talked to them about it, and, you know, and it just, it's what I'm getting at is Grand Forks is a small community compared to like big cities where this kind of thing happens more often and crazy stuff happens in bigger cities, you know. And like my brother was just telling me about on Friday in Minneapolis, there was a guy shooting at, he was all methed out shooting at buses that were driving by, you know. And we don't have that kind of stuff here very often. So when it does happen, the community is shocked by it. Um, but in turn, the community gets together and helps each other too. Uh, did this lady need help before that, you know, before all this happened? Obviously. Uh, but it seemed like she was getting help, but I think the, the big thing was she was in financial, she financially was fucked too, you know, and going back to the hospital, just more bills, you know what I mean? So I'm sure she didn't want to seek help back to the hospital to get more bills. They did a GoFundMe page and I heard it didn't do good and maybe that really got her, that really messed with her head too and I don't want to talk about it too much. It's a really sad thing that happened and I can't even fathom, fathom something like that, you know what I mean? And a lot of people were affected by it in the, in the small community of Grand Forks. And I hope everybody gets their head up and we all push past this. And we figure out ways of keeping it from happening. And no, not fucking gun control isn't going to do anything. You know what I mean? Yes, she used a gun to kill them. But she was mentally ill. I have guns in my house. And the only way I'm ever going to shoot another person ever is if they come in my house and I have to defend myself. Which, you know, if they have a weapon, you know what I mean? Like... I'll shoot them. If you come in my house and you don't have a weapon, I'm going to fucking strangle you. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's kind of kind of making light of it or making a joke of it, but honestly, like, weapons don't kill people. Crazy people kill people, you know? Or people defending their, their right, defending themselves, defending their family, defending their home, you know, things like that. So we're not going to go into the gun control shit. Uh, I know a lot of people argue and fight about it on Facebook. I watch it all the time. But criminals don't give a fuck about gun laws. You know what I mean? A lot of shootings are done with weapons that are already illegal. You know what I mean? We'll make them more illegal. Like, what? Whatever. So don't get me started on gun control. I think it's a mental health issue, not a gun issue. So uh, last time, Grand Forks, keep your head up. If you knew 
uh, if you were involved with the shooting in any way or you knew them, uh, I'm, I'm sorry for your loss. And uh, hopefully we can all recover from this and, and, and make it a learning experience so it doesn't happen again. You know, if you guys know someone out there who's struggling, reach out to them, find them help. You know what I mean? Even if they tell you they don't want help, trust me, they, they probably want help. So with that being said, uh, we'll get off that sad subject. Uh, everybody keep your heads up for real. What else we got going on? I So I'm going to start a segment on my podcast called The Rabbit Hole. Recently, I've been looking into some conspiracy theory type stuff, trying to figure out what rabbit hole I want to go down so I can talk about it on my podcast. Maybe you guys want to go down the rabbit hole with me. Maybe you'll find it interesting. I don't know. So for those of you out there that don't know this, there is a conspiracy theory in the JFK shooting. Not a third, not a, not a grassy knoll shooter or anything like that. It's the George Hinky, George Hinky, George Hickey Jr. Uh, theory or whatever. So George Hickey Jr. was a Secret Service member, part of the detail to do security for JFK on that day. And George Hinky was right. George Hinky. Why do I say Hinky? George Hickey, like the Hickey, like I'm sucking on your neck, Hickey. So George was riding in the vehicle behind JFK's convertible. And the funny part about this story is my dad is the one that told me about this. My dad is the one that got my brain running on a little bit. And yeah, when you watch videos about it or you read about it, a lot of that stuff, like even like you look at documentaries on Netflix or documentaries on YouTube or wherever, a documentary is very one-sided usually and it's to try to not necessarily convince you of a certain way, but the document, whoever is making the documentary is trying to get their, they're trying to get something, uh, how am I saying this? So they're trying to get their point across in a way, right? So if you're making a documentary, it's really hard to be not be one-sided when you make a documentary. You know what I mean? As there are documentaries that aren't there that aren't one-sided, probably, but a lot of them are. Like I'm making, let's for an example, how to make um, the making of a murderer, right? So that whole thing was like to try to make that guy look innocent. I, I you know, I heard they left some things out that kind of makes him look more guilty. But even in that one, like, there's some fucking holes in that story. And I don't think that guy was, I don't think that guy and then that Brendan guy were guilty at all. I think they got set up because they're, I think that Brendan kid set himself up. But don't, let's not, I'm talking about a fucking TV or documentary right now. Let's not talk about it. Not talk about that one. So, back to the one at hand, the the George Hickey Jr. thing. So, he was a Secret Service member riding in the vehicle behind JFK's. Well, the story to make it, to make it quick, you know, the story is is two shots were fired from the book depository building, which were shot from Oswald, and then the third shot fired was from George Hickey's gun. When he heard the two shots, he jumped out of his he jumped out of the vehicle or jumped up and is accidentally discharged his firearm, shooting the round forward, hitting JFK in the back of the head, and killing him. And then the vehicle speeds off. And now you have all the conspiracy shit where JFK's brain was never even, wasn't not that it wasn't found. And you can make terrible jokes about that it was all over the convertible and it was all over the driver and all over, oh my lord, all over his wife, <laughs> Jackie Kennedy or whatever. A friend of mine made that joke when I was talking to him about this. So I don't want to even, that's terrible, right? No. You know me, I make jokes about stuff, and that was a long, too soon, too soon to make a JFK getting shot in the head joke. But anyway, back to the rabbit hole conspiracy. JFK was shot by his own Secret Service detail. So, 
His brain never showed up for, after the autopsy. His brain was gone. Whatever was left of it. The bullet stuff, like how they have a bullet, but it's like not in any. You know, it's not in pieces at all, and it doesn't look like it even hit somebody. Uh, you know, if you guys don't know ballistics. That bullet would hit someone in the head. Like it's gonna mushroom up. It's gonna break into pieces. It's gonna have brain, bone, blood, tissue on it of some kind. You know, and the bullet they had was clean. There was no tissue. There was no nothing on it. It was all in one piece. There's so many like weird. Do I believe this story is true? I don't think it. I don't think there's a there's a chance. I think there is a chance that it could be true. You know what I mean? And you imagine being that guy, George Hickey. It's like, oh shit, you know. You get back and like, what do we do, fellows? Like, just don't tell anybody. We'll blame the guy that was shooting on him. You know. And it, I'm gonna go into this rabbit hole a little more. Maybe I'll talk about it later. I watched a couple documentaries and listened to an audio book on it. Like it was like an hour and a half audio. I listened on it and it got into the ballistics of it. It got into the whole, and I'm, I can relate to this shit. If the whole when shit goes down and your shots are being fired, like training does kick in. If you have a lot of training and you're used to those situations, it can help you. But nobody ever ever is running smooth, or your brain is 100% perfect when you're in a situation where people are being shot at, guns are being fired, people are panicking, people are running, like you know. That's crazy. It's, so could something like that happen? Of course. You know, he would have, you know, he's probably locked and loaded already. And I believe, yeah, he had an M16, A1 or whatever. You know what I mean? So it's a crazy. So if you guys want to look into it a little bit with me and like give me some comments or, or throw a rabbit hole conspiracy at me that you want me to go down and, and talk about, I will. So once again, like I'm saying, throw me some feedback. I love when you guys ask questions. I love when you guys give me something to talk about. There's some days I'm like running out of shit to talk about. So that was the rabbit hole thing. I'm going to keep looking into it a little bit. George Hickey Jr. shot the president. He was shot JFK. He was the security detail, all that good stuff. I don't know why am I, why am I talking about it again? Like I'm going back into it. My mind is all over the place today. But I need to get this podcast out for real. So sorry if you guys got to put up with me talking like a turd right now. But I am, and that's how I is. So... If you guys can think of a cool rabbit hole story, let me know. Some conspiracy theories, let me know. For real. I always ask you guys for input. And I don't get very much, seriously. Let me know. If, if you're listening to this right now, hit me up. Write me on Instagram as Funny Welder. I always forget to throw these out there. Uh, I'm Funny Welder on Xbox if you want to play video games with me. Uh, Funny Welder on Twitter. And just Dave Helmbrecht on Facebook or whatever. So, obviously. Those are my social media plugs. Uh, last but not least, I'm going to get into the TVs and movie stuff. So... I don't know if I mentioned this. I did mention it on my last podcast, I think. And I'm watching Vikings. Or maybe not. Maybe I'm not. I didn't. Uh, Joe Rogan talked about it in his podcast. I heard about it before Joe Rogan's podcast. Uh, the show Vikings. I never had Hulu or Amazon Prime. Well, now we do. So I'm into season. I'm already into season two. It is such an awesome show. It's just, it's it's supposed to be supposedly history, historically accurate to when uh, the Norsks, the, the, the Vikings started leaving their homeland, sailing west across the, is it the Baltic Sea. I don't even know what sea it is right there. They, they, you know, they, they, they built these prop, they built these ships that could finally get across. They built a compass kind of thing to tell them where they were going. And they go to England and they start raiding. Well, everybody knows the Vikings traveled the whole world and were raiding and killing everybody. And they were just beasts and, uh, and a big reason behind it is they weren't afraid to die. You know, if they died, they go to Valhalla and they get to be with the gods and they get to they feast and they have all the horrors and all this other stuff. And 
So they fought with a vengeance. They fought with the without the fear of death. You know what I mean? And these England, the people from England, they seen it and they were like, these guys fight like they're gods. They fight like they're not scared. And there was this huge intimidation factor that the Vikings had that is just insane. And it's so, so amazing. I love the show. All they do is kill and fuck. And that's not why I love it, but it's it's so awesome. They're such crazy, badass people. Uh, if you get a chance, Amazon Prime or Hulu, check out Vikings if you're into those kind of shows. Um, we watched a movie the other night, The Meyerowitz Stories. Uh, it stars Adam Sandler, Dustin Hoffman, Ben Stiller. Oh, who else was in it? This Elizabeth Marvel or whatever. She was really awesome. She played uh, the sister of Ben Stiller and um, Adam Sandler. It was a really good movie. Their dad was a struggling artist his whole life, and the whole movie was about... Uh, one of the siblings, Ben Stiller, got treated better than the other two. And then he was like, well, you you know, he's like, I, I wish I didn't have dad's attention, you know, and this and that. It was actually harder on him. And there's some, a whole lot of struggles. There's a lot of really weird, funny parts. Uh, Ben's, not Ben Stiller, Adam Sandler's daughter in it is hilarious. And she's, she wants to be an artist too, but she makes like weird pornographic films. And then like the whole family be sitting around like, hey, let's watch this new film that, that are, that. I can't remember her name that she made and stuff. And it'll be some weird porno film. And they're all sit around and they watch it. And then they don't say anything and they just awkwardly sit there and they're just kind of like, okay. And but then they see her and they compliment her on it. And it's such a weird movie. But it was a good movie. I didn't mind it. If you guys, you know, get a chance. It was on Netflix. So if you have Netflix, you want to watch the Admire What Stories. It was it was a cool movie. I didn't hate it. Um what else do we got going on? We really haven't started any new shows right now. We've been pretty busy. Like I said, this weekend we were gone. Um, but this week, hopefully we can find a new show to watch. There's so many out there, you know what I mean? And me and Robin have different takes on a lot of stuff. I love sci-fi stuff, and she doesn't. So we got to kind of find a show that we both like. I'm not too picky. It doesn't take much for me to find a show that I really like, you know, so... What else can I talk about, or is that about, holy shit, I went 30 minutes. See, I didn't even realize I talked this long. So I sit here, and I talk and talk and talk. So hopefully we can get this out. I'm going to go back and listen to it and see if I didn't say too much dumb shit. And I love you guys. I really do. I, I say that every podcast because I love you guys. I really, really do. I just repeated myself. But I don't care because I did 30 minutes. I'm not starting over. Fuck that. <laughs> not that I would. Um, for those of you guys that don't know, I, I try to get these out in one riff or whatever. Like the more I can sit here and just riff, I think that that's where I'm in my best. You know, once I get focused and I get going, uh, but I make a lot of mistakes that I don't want out there. I'll say something that's just dumb or I'll stumble and you guys, maybe you guys don't care. Maybe you guys are like, dude, that makes you more real. That makes it more whatever. But so this one was broken down into three different takes. So I did like the intro and then I fucked up somewhere and I had to stop and then, Try to get going again, and you know what I mean? And then I fucked up again, and so that's not bad, though. So you can call it three takes, but it ain't three takes. It's just I record song. I, re I record a good section, and then a dumb shit will come out of my mouth, and I'll delete it, and then start from where I start from where the dumb shit came out, and you know what I mean? So a lot of these do come out in, in mostly one riff, though. So that's when I, that's when I shine. Uh, thank you guys for listening. I don't know how many listeners I got. Uh... But I have plenty. I have a lot of listens. I have way more listens than I ever thought would happen. So that's all because of you guys listening. If it wasn't for you guys, I would just be crazy talking to myself and recording it. So love you guys. My phone is ringing. 
And maybe it's fucking bill collectors. It's my brother. It's my brother, the one that I was supposed to have on the podcast. Richie, the one I talked about on here. <laughs> Love you guys. Later.